Charles Schwen joins us in studio this morning. He is an experienced business consultant. He's a blogger. He's a keynote speaker. And he also specializes in sales and marketing strategy for South African franchises. And he grows businesses. A very good morning to you, Charles. Good morning, Kani. And good morning, listeners. It's an honor to be on the show. Now, uh, Charles has just told me that he's a fellow broadcaster. Yes, but I've, uh, I've kind of retired because the last time I was on air was in 2008. That's like over a decade ago. So I'm a little bit rusty. Let me tell you something. Once the bug has bitten you, mm. you never know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's all in the memory. It's all in the memory. It's all in the memory. It's all in the memory, yeah. Thank you so much for being with us. Tell us, Charles, what is your get up and go, the daily morning routine that gets you up and going? Well, normally I get up at 5 o'clock and uh, I uh, make myself a cup of coffee. Um, I read my Bible. I set my daily devotions to my uh, to my friends in a cell group, mm. and then I normally start work around six o'clock, and then I work on some of the projects. Uh, so I do keynote speaking um, mm. for one of the clients this year, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm talking about how to make your business the talk of the town. And then I work on some of my blogs, um, and then no two days are over the same, because clients always have different needs. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, he he needs help with his logo design, for example, website design, or some people just need to know how to talk better in public. So no two days are ever the same. Mm. Uh, that's uh, that's what makes it very very exciting. It's not like uh, I do checking and checkout and scanning price tags at the same over and over again, because that's just very very mundane. Right, and um, let's just uh, back track a little bit mm. and go back into time uh, you, you mentioned to me of air that it was in Taiwan where you were a broadcaster is that where you were born and raised yes I was born and raised in Taiwan so I've been in South Africa legally obviously for the past like uh, almost 30 years um, we moved here um, between 83 and 85 my dad was a diplomat and then 2006 and 2008, I decided to do my master's later on in life. When I say later on, I was uh, 28 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went back and I had to do everything in my mother tongue, which is in Mandarin. And mm-hmm. I was very rusty mm-hmm. and I was very scared. I remember going to the stores. I was so scared. I was speaking to the store owners. I would just point. You, you, you felt like you had, um, you know, Dilute, you know, been diluted in your language because obviously South Africa is an English-speaking country. Pretty much, my, yeah. my dad. My dad used to call me a banana, meaning I'm yellow outside, white inside. But that's that's just. <laughs> <laughs> What would he call you if you were black inside? Coconut. <laughs> yeah. Black inside. Yeah, yellow outside and black inside. Uh, Tiger Woods. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Now, growing up as a child of a diplomat, mm. you you know it, it's it's a very different diplomatic community. Obviously, you're living in a sheltered environment, you're protected, the security, there's all of that. When did you finally get a sense that you know you're a South African and and, and you're actually starting to get a sense of this country that you live in? Um, that's a very good question, and nobody has ever asked me that question before, and I don't actually know because. I feel like I get the best of both worlds. So mm. I have my, my, my Taiwanese cultural roots and also South African roots. Um, as to when do I realize it, I suppose I see it every day. Um, yeah. what, driving on, driving to work, uh, talking to people, you can't uh, not see it. And uh, I remember when I was in Taiwan, my friends would all look at me funny. They'll be like, you look like us. But, but, you, don't, but you don't think like us. I remember even, even when I walk into a store. Like, I love my sneakers. So mm. when I walk, in, walk into a sneaker store, without saying anything, they'll be like, you're not from here, are you? They just know. Wow. It happened more than once. Eh? I'm like, 
is it the way I smell or something? They just know that your your vibe is different. Mm. And I suppose we can tell if we, if we're walking down the street, you can tell if somebody's foreign or not. Of course, you yeah, can. Yeah, it's 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 exact same thing. It is so so true. They can just pick it up. Like eh? I always tell my friends, I can tell um, Americans, especially African Americans, like a mile away. Yeah, it's even just something about black, them, right? They look like the us. vibe is different, right? We look, even if I haven't spoken to them, yeah. just them walk, I'm, I can say. That's an American. Yeah. And then they go and they open their mouths and they then start you to check like, ah, there you go. Giveaway, yeah. Told you about it. Now, being a global citizen, you know, you've been exposed to different cultures, mm-hmm. different languages. How has that um, influenced your outlook in life and what you do today? Ooh, I think it's, uh, it's, it's I, I guess I take it from the bit of, both worlds because there are certain things about Asian culture that I totally I don't always agree. Mm. Um, so it's kind of like remixing a, 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 a piece of music right. that you just make it even better. Right. And then, then and then it's just just starts trending. It's just one of those things. If you really listen to hip hop music, a lot of times they will take uh, old tracks, especially the hook, mm-hmm. and they remix it. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. That's how I see it. Whether it's best, good or bad, it's uh, up for debate. Because eh? uh, I suppose that's what make make us unique. We all think differently. How did you find yourself in the world of technology and the digital world? I mean, you're a storyteller, you're a digital strategist, mm. and you call yourself an unshakable optimist. Pretty much. I fell into digital marketing totally by accident. So this was in 2013. Uh, a friend of mine said, hey, this is a job opening. So I used to, I was the digital media manager at Entrepreneur Magazine. Mm. Uh, it's an American company in South Africa. They've been around for over a decade. And I fell into it by accident, totally by accident. I mean, back then, I didn't even know what a digital banner is. And I know it's very, very bad for stereotyping Asian, but I was a very bad Asian because I didn't like computers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like computers. You into, bad Asian. Yeah, yes, you. I'm a very bad Asian. I, I was li- about to give you my phone. Yeah. Can you tell me what's wrong with this? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know too much about computers until yeah. then. But then I fell in love. Uh, so I started reading every day, speaking to people that are smarter than me, asking them questions to say, "Listen, mm. I've got this campaign coming up. This is what I think. Do you think this will work? Yes or no?" Mm. And just over the years. Uh, I've kind of evolved from knowing nothing to being promoted and to be my CEO used to call me the digital ambassador for the company right and it's just a, it's just a, a growing journey and in your work you know mm. of the of you know working in the digital age one thing about digital for me um, that always gets me mm. and it's not so much that it leaves me unsettled but I think it, it keeps me on my toes mm. is how quickly it evolves you know, the minute you think you've grasped something, there's the next version of it. There's the 2.0. The minute you think you've got the latest phone, there's the next, mm. you know, version of it that's uh, coming out. How do you keep abreast with digital trends and, you know, just staying relevant in the digital world? Look, for me, it always starts with the, the end user, yeah, meaning the consumers. So there's a lot of noise out there. And I always think, like, if I'm the end user, if I'm the consumer, what is important right now? Right. So, talking about phones, there was a point that I was always into the latest phones. But believe it or not, I'm still using a phone that's four years old. And my life is actually perfect. Because we can have the latest phone, but what is the most common things that we always use? We might use WhatsApp. We use email, we make a phone call, and we go on social media. And we take pictures. And we take picture and, and video. Mm. That's about five or six. Mm. It's not even half of the capability of the phone. So I start asking myself, do I need all that? Not really. 
I mean, it's nice and that, but who are you trying to impress? Mm. I was listening to, to, to Kanye West. He was on the, doing an interview, and I know he's kind of lost his marbles over the years, <laughs> but he said something that, that I, I was glued to he's the He's misunderstood. Misunderstood, yes. Yeah. Look, he, 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 and, and something that he said really got st- stuck with me. He was talking about uh, luxuries. Yeah. He's talking about luxury is not about how many sneakers you own or how, many, uh, m- how much money you make. Luxury is about spending time with family. Yeah. And when he said that, I was like, whoa. And that made perfect sense. He's like, why do you have to spend all that money and trying to show people that you're better than them? Mm. And uh, that really coming, coming, com- that coming from Kanye West really got stuck with me. I was like, okay, respect, respect. And you know, Kanye West um, always stands for his ground. No matter how controversial other people may say he is, mm. no matter what other people may say about his views, he sticks to them. Yeah. And that's De- what I love about him. Definitely, definitely. And, and I know it's not popular to so say you love Kanye West, but you know what? He's endearing. Look, we all, we, 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 everybody's t- entitled to opinion. I mean, that's mm. why it's called an opinion. It's just like it's a very subjective thing, like uh, food, for example, yeah. or, or music. You mm. can't tell people... It's crap because they like it. Like my girlfriend doesn't like spicy stuff. Doesn't mean she's wrong. I love my chili. I like, I eat chili until I got, got sweat coming out. Right. But that that's she's just very me. different. Yeah, she's just very very different. So I guess that's why we are opposite our track, I suppose. There you go. Now, you, you one of the things you'd love mm. to chat to us about is the one thing you want to become in 2019. When you know who you are, you will know what to do. Yes, I, I got that from a book and I was thinking about how this got started is every year people like to do a, a, a New Year's resolution, so mm. to speak. But by the time Easter comes, people forgot half the list. Right. Like when I go to the gym, it, this happens every single year. Uh, January to March is busy and then pff, it dies down yeah and then people have uh, come uh, trying to get to Germany in, in December again so the one thing is basically very very simple when you know who you want to become you mm. will know what to do so and what that does is instead of having a list of 10 you have one thing so when the end of the year comes you can't hide mm. you either did it or you didn't so for example if you want to be let's say the most popular radio DJ on SAFM and that's your one thing for the year everything you do will, f- will, will, will filter from there onwards meaning that am I speaking about the relevant topic am I using my time am I doing my research am I treating my colleagues in a respectful manner mm. it, because if you aim to be the best rate radio presenter everything you do filters through you don't need a list of 10 or 3 or, f- or, 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 or 20 mm. and um, the, the, the more I th- thought about it, the more I th- said to myself, yeah, you know what? Because I had a list of about seven and I start ticking them off. Do I need number seven to co- accomplish number five? No, I don't. Do I need number three to accomplish number two? No, I don't. So how that evolved is I have a word for the year, which is discernment. And for those of you that's not too sure what discernment means, uh, means the ability to judge right, to know right and wrong. So discernment comes in when I... Am uh, on the stage giving a, a keynote? Am I uh, using my wisdom? Am I using my knowledge? The way I deal with clients? Am I doing uh, business with them in a lawful way? For right. example, yeah. Right, and and you know you you're very uh, inspirational. I have to say. I mean, I was just reading a little bit more about the work uh, that it is that you do, and you've worked with some amazing brands, which we will not 
name because we will have to be giving them free advertising and i'll get a call saying hey how's about that free advertising you're giving however you are very much um involved in in speaking to people and encouraging them and so to, to somebody that's listening right now what would you say your greatest inspiration is well we people like to talk about the word uh, passion yeah the, the word passion in german is leidenschaft which in direct translation is um, suffering ship. So when you're doing something that is that you that you're passionate about, somewhere down the line you have to suffer. Mm. So I'm a big boxing fan, and uh, what, one of my favorite boxers, and I'm talking about skill-wise, because when I mention his name, there's always a debate Mayweather. So I'm not talking about his personal antics about him throwing money. I'm talking about him in the ring. When you watch Mayweather in the ring, he is cool. He's composed. And he's never lost. That's a fact. But he suffer. He gets up early in the morning to train. He gets hit for a living. Yeah. You know, it's 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 the same. So if you let's say if some a business owner says, "Oh, I love my business," then you have to suffer for it, because you have to work after hours. You might have to work weekends. Yeah. Your uh, personal relationships might suffer. I was listening to a podcast uh, of, of Bill Gates actually on my way here, and he was talking about. His first 10 years in his 20s, he didn't uh, acknowledge weekends, no holidays. Sometimes he stayed at the office for the first 10 years to build Microsoft. And uh, when I heard that, I was like, okay, that's pretty incredible. He suffered. Mm. So if you speak to anybody that is successful in their business, uh, it's like, suffered. Oh, yeah, yeah, suffered, yeah, yeah, because an overnight success is 10 years in the making. And mm. it, but the thing is that the beauty is when you have worked hard for it, like speak to Usain Bolt. He's the fastest man alive, and we all know him, but he gets up and train every day. But when he wins that medal, it's sweet. So the thing is, like, if you work for something, once you achieve it, you know. Like, let's say, look, I was a fat kid, and I got teased a lot. Mm. And uh, I vowed to never go back that again. And yeah. then I was at my 20-year reunion. Uh, my friend's going to hate me for saying this. Most of the guys rock up with beer books. They've gone the other way around. Up, yeah. And then they say to me, how did you lose all the weight? Hey, I'm the one that's smiling now. Yes. There you go. Who's laughing last exactly. now? Exactly. <laughs> and um, Charles, to somebody that's listening right now and they're saying, you know, Charles, you found your passion and you've, you found your purpose, you know, and what, and what your life's purpose is about. And I'm still searching. I'm still discovering myself and I don't quite know where I'm going in life. How do you inspire that person? That's a, that's a question that um, I've been thinking about a lot. And my dad taught me at a very young age that your, uh, your, your, your passion can be developed. And, and I didn't quite underst- understand that because, for example, I never enjoyed reading when I was a kid. But over the years, I developed into enjoy reading because then I started picking something up. So whoever... Uh, that's listening that's trying to discover their passion go out and try Uh, you might just fall in love with it Mm. you might not like it the first time but second time third time fourth time you might say wait a minute I've I've got a knack for it and uh, you just got to keep on trying because um, I I, some of the things that I enjoy has changed over the years and because we go through different stages of life and uh, you can't have the same passion I don't think you uh, 80 year old will have the same passion as a 20 year old because 20-year-olds, you are full of hormones. You want to 
kick butt at work. Yes. Doesn't matter if you have to step over somebody's head, but when you get to 80, you might be mellowed down. Your passion might be raising your grandkids. Mm. Your 20s might be building a career. Your 30s might be uh, making a lot of money. Your 40s might be having a, a healthy family. Right. You right. know, it, 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 all, it, it all changes. So, um, for me personally, my, my, my humble opinion is uh, it, it changes over time. But as long as when you wake up with a smile on your face doing uh, what you do, then it's okay. There's nothing worse. I'm sure we've all been to stores where you can see that people just hate what they do. Mm. And uh, and and everybody and everybody has a story to tell. Look, that person might be having a bad day. So sometimes when I get to the checkout counter, I can see the person's like, like <sighs> they're not happy. And then I smile at them. Mm. If I'm smiling at you, you're smiling right back. Right, and you have no choice but to smile back. Pretty much. <laughs> Much. Unless, you know, things are really, really bad. Then in that case, mm. you know, I have to put a smile on your face by mm. saying so, something kind. You know, they say, exactly. you know, you, you never discount, you know, the impact or the power of a kind word. Of course. You know, because we never know what another person is going through. Charles, it's been an absolute pleasure being pleasure with you in mine. studio. And thank you so much uh, for coming through this morning. And all the best as you continue in your digital world. Thank you so much, Connie. Thank it's you for absolute time. pleasure. Ten minutes before five o'clock. Stay with us.